Hey guys, welcome back to another third period podcast on Hound Wave. I'm Nate Block alongside Taylor West. And, you know, the Ravens had a dominant performance this weekend over the Bengals, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to be talking about the Ravens this whole time. I mean, the Ravens are looking like one of the best teams in the NFL, if that hadn't already been stated. Lamar Jackson kind of, you know, he every week he seems to be playing better and better, um, getting closer to that like MVP caliber level that he's playing at. Um, of course, the Ravens are going to have a tough schedule coming up in the next four weeks. They have to play, I think, four really good teams. Um, but, you know, the Bengals was a good gap in the schedule to have. It's a good week to kind of not have a lot of pressure on you. Of course, we played the Patriots and Seahawks the last couple of weeks. Um, Lamar, perfect passer rating. Second, Second quarterback time this season. ever to have two perfect passer ratings in a season mm-hmm. to Ben Roethlisberger in 2007. Why, why is Lamar just like so – What is so special? What is, what is so special about him, Nate? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to acknowledge the fact that people are saying that, like, you know, his two perfect pass ratings were against the Bengals and the Dolphins, and obviously that does come into yeah. consideration. But at the same time, that does not change the fact that what people doubted coming into the season was his passing ability. And perfect passer rating. They're not saying perfect runner rating. Lamar is passing the ball accurately. He had two incompletions in the game on Sunday. And this is what I think makes him so special. He had two incompletions. One was to spike the ball to stop the clock. And the other one he put on Mark Andrews' hands. And Mark Andrews was not able to secure the catch. So Lamar was completely accurate. He can run the ball like no other quarterback we've ever seen in NFL history. His run. It was maybe the play of the year. It may may have been the best run from a quarterback of all time. Of all time, yeah. The spin move, I mean, was amazing. You're seeing him <laughs> this, do things that are like literally highlight real plays from wide receivers. The CVS commentator was like, "Oh, and he broke his ankles." Yeah, it was it was really special, Nate. Um, and <laughs> you know, one thing that we can talk about: we thought the Ravens were going to come into this game just pound the rock, just no relenting on the ground. Um, but you know, they didn't really run the ball that well. I mean, they, Lamar had that one good run but other than that you know we rushed for less than 100 yards other than that run which i was surprised by the Bengals had more rushing yards than us yeah Taylor, we were we were wrong in the fact that we they were gonna run the ball a lot i think that part of the game plan was to initially do that but when it was stopped in the beginning we kind of went back to the passing but i did mention that i thought that if the ravens were able to get a lead i think they always want to give Lamar Jackson the opportunity to pass. It's kind of the opposite of what you see from most teams. Most teams, they pass in the beginning, and they just run out the clock in the second half if they're winning. But with the Ravens, you always want to be able to test Lamar Jackson's passing abilities, whether or not he could throw accurately, and obviously he did on Sunday. But the Ravens went to the run in the very beginning. They passed on the first play for a massive play, but then after that, they did run the ball a bit. And I just think that why break something that's not... Like, I mean, why... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean... First play of the game, you saw it. He threw a bomb down the field completely accurate. Yeah, having Marquise Brown back was obviously huge for Lamar. Um, He's really had a solid rookie season so far. When he's on the field, he makes plays. He had a touchdown, and obviously to start out the game, kind of what nobody expected, a 60-yard pass from Lamar Jackson right on the money to Hollywood. Um, but yeah, one, one thing I did want to talk about though, I'm a little bit worried about our run defense right now. Um, I, Michael Pierce, I think was a healthy scratch cause they didn't want to get him injured. Um, but uh, I don't know. Joe Mixon seemed to be running the ball pretty dominantly, even mm-hmm. though he averaged 3.8 yards per carry. Um, it didn't seem like we had much of an answer. 
Um, but you know, the defensive line as a whole, I'm not liking. Yeah, I, I'm not liking it either. I think part of the reason is like you saw like number 95 of the Ravens. I think what's his last name? I think it's like uh, Zach Sealer. Zach Sealer. Like he came into the game due to an injury, and you need to have some sort of backups that you know can get the job done. Sealer, great job getting off the tackle and getting towards the quarterback, but then you just see him run straight past the quarterback. You know, it's just like Chris Moore on any punt return. He's just sprinting right by everyone. You can just watch him on any punt return. His hair is just drifting behind him, and he will just sprint right by. Um, it's something that I really just enjoy watching oh, yeah. when I'm well, watching Ravens football. Not great to see from your defensive end when he's running past the quarterback who then goes upfield and gets 10 yards. But what what I'm kind of worried about here is the way that the Ravens' defensive line just Still not getting enough pressure. And then also the screens. Like that screen to Mixon yeah. absolutely destroyed us. I and mean, it's it's really, yeah, it's the screens and also the pass rush. We only have 16 sacks in the season, which ranks in the NFL's bottom 10 pass rushes in the NFL. The thing is, the Ravens are hitting the quarterback at the second highest rate in the NFL. Yeah, That's incredible. And then you have the in the bottom 10 of sacks. I mean, that's that's just unheard of. Yeah, I mean, it is a weird stat, but I think that it is, I mean, obviously it's still very important that we are hitting the quarterback, the second most in the entire NFL, and I think that does help our corners and our safeties and everything, because we've had a decent amount of interceptions this season, and I think part of that is due to when you hit the quarterback, or if you're in the quarterback's face as he's throwing it, he's more likely to throw an incomplete pass, So I, from or an incomplete pass or an interception, so from that standpoint, I do think the defensive line is doing a pretty good job, but I just think we need to be able to secure those sacks. Yeah, um... One issue that has kind of stuck with us the entire season, it's been unexpected for the Ravens, is special teams. Um, Our kickoff return team, our kickoff, sorry, coverage team, has done a really poor job. Whenever I see um, Justin Tucker kick it off, I'm always like, oh, God, he didn't kick it out of the end zone. They're getting to the 40-yard line, and that often happens. Um, They have a really uh, fast guy. I think his name is, um, yeah, Brandon Wilson. He's very good. He returned a kickoff against the Ravens in uh, week six, I believe. And, you know, that that's that's not that's not good. Um, Justin Tucker, not a great game. I mean, he did make all seven of his extra points, but one was off the mm-hmm. post. It, it's just, it's worrying me to see the Ravens special teams get uh, kind of flustered at this point in the season. As special teams can play such a huge role in the playoffs and as the season comes along. Yeah, definitely, along. it's kind of unheard of for the Ravens because we've always been such a strong defensive and then special teams like team. And now that the offense is taking off, it kind of seems like our special teams is now lacking. But I mean, overall, we have always can pick out the little things that we need to improve on. But really, the Ravens have been very, very, very good so thus far. And I mean, I don't have much to complain about about the game last week. And now we can move on to the game this upcoming weekend, which we tried to flex into a Sunday night game where we were unable to because it did not meet like certain NFL guidelines. But it's looking to be a really, really good game. Man, this is going to be a awesome game. I'm really excited. Two MVP candidates, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. I, I, I just think it's going to be such a. I think it's going to be a high scoring showdown between two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, what I'm a little bit worried about is Deshaun Watson's running out of the pocket ability. Um, he has rushed for the second most of any quarterback this year. Um, I'm worried the Ravens defensive line is not going to be able to stop him, especially because the defensive line kind of struggles with getting to a mobile passer. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of the quarterbacks we've played this season that we've done very well against have been like the Tom Brady's and the players like that who sit in the pocket and can throw passes and we kind of fluster them. 
But if you think about it, the game where I think we looked the worst the entire season was against Baker Mayfield, who also has the ability to get out of the pocket and make plays with his legs. And he's kind of just like more of the um, Deshaun Watson type where he's young and he's electric and he can do other things that besides just throwing from the pocket. And that is one thing I kind of am scared about going in this game. Baker took it to us, put 40 points on our team, and I feel like Deshaun Watson has the ability to like uh, go at the weaknesses of the Ravens' defense. And this game plays huge, huge playoff implications because the Ravens have already lost to the Chiefs, which could end up hurting them at the yeah. end of the season with a tie break. Um, but right now the Ravens do hold the first round by at the two seed, but the Texans are right there at three. And if the Texans were to win this game, they would have that first round by slot coming into the final weeks of the season. So if the Ravens were to win this game, it would put a two game lead on their um, on first pl- on the first round by. It would also give Patriots the Patriots pressure who they would have the tiebreaker over after beating them two weeks ago. But also um, the Patriots do have a tougher schedule coming up. Yeah, no, I think this is one of the I think to me, I'm not that afraid of the Bills in the upcoming games. I think the two games that we need to watch out for are this and the 49ers. Yeah. And I think that if we can, we need to take one of these games. And I think it is better for our team as a whole if we can take the Texans. I think, I genuinely think we could beat the 49ers. Not, it would not be super, super difficult. But I think this is actually a harder team to beat than the 49ers. I mean, yeah, I was watching on TV. They said, like, if the Ravens can go three and one in these next four games, which would pretty much, like, after that, we play Jets, Browns, Steelers, you know, obviously not that hard. Hopefully, we can go two and one there. But, if we go three and one, that puts us at ten and three, which pretty much we may be clinched by then. Yeah. If we go three and one, absolutely. Hopefully, um, I mean, obviously it would be awesome if we could go four and zero, um, keep winning, keep the pressure on the Patriots because I don't think the Patriots are going to lose two more games. No, I think they will lose probably one, and that may be to the Texans on the but road. We would have the tiebreaker on them if they. But but we would have the tiebreaker, and that would be big. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited, Nate. What's your prediction for this game? You know, I. I think the Ravens win this one, and I think that Lamar puts on a show again. I think the Ravens actually win this one by like ten. I by think 10, really? I really do. I think that the Ravens might win this one 34-24-37-27. I think Lamar has an amazing day at home. I see him just continuing. Like I, I really do. Yeah, I, I also think the Ravens are going to take this one. I think it's going to be. I could see it being pretty high scoring. I could see a. 37 to 34 type of game. I think it's going to be close. Um, let's see what the line is on this game. The line is not yet to be put out. I don't know why ESPN's not showing that. Um, but I am going to take the Ravens in a very tight one. I think it's going to come down. I think the Ravens are actually going to build a lead early. Deshaun Watson's going to come back, but it's not going to be enough. Nate, you have a hot take this week? You know what? I'll make a hot take. I think that Nick Boyle is going to get another touchdown. He's going to get 80 receiving yards. I I mean, he, he had, I think he had 78 last yeah, week. Yeah, I don't think we touched on this enough. The Ravens' tight end core, starting with Nick Boyle as the veteran, and then you have Hayden Hurst and Mark, Mark Andrews below him. I think we have one of these, I, I know, the strongest, we have tight, the end strongest tight end core in the, in the league. league. Boyle's an amazing blocker, a huge key to the Ravens' offensive like run game, and it's I'm going to say Nick Boyle has a touchdown in 80 yards. The the way Greg Roman has set up this offense, it's really favoring the run because you have guys like Willie Sneed who's kind of transitioned into a run blocker off the edge for like Mark Ingram and Lamar to have. Um, but I think my my prediction in this game is I think Deshaun Watson, I think he throws for 350 yards. 
I I know that the Ravens secondary has gotten much has much improved over the last couple weeks. But however, the yards that we're giving up, the linebacker core is still struggling with coverages and that kind of things. And I think we're, he's going to burn us in the middle with his tight ends like Darren Fells. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is also going to be forced to go over the middle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, just thank you guys so much for listening and tune in next week for another Ravens update. Yeah, thank you guys for listening to the third period podcast. Yep. And we will see you guys later.